0: Hello guys and welcome to another episode of iZombie Radio right here on the DC TV Podcast Network. Uh, we're gonna talk about some iZombie. That's plain and simple. I'm one of your hosts, Sean Carpenter, and I'm here with my two great co hosts on the show. Blaze Hopkins, how you doing?
1: I'm doing pretty well tonight. Um there is an impending uh, oncoming snowstorm on the East Coast, and I already have off work tomorrow, so I'm uh, just relaxing, excited for a little uh, breather in the middle of the week. Can't complain.
0: Awesome, awesome. And because Chris is in the same area, how's it going?
1: <laughs> uh, similar,
2: similarly, quite well um, from the... You know, from the perspective of the fact that, like Blaze, I don't have work tomorrow. My night class is also canceled. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, I'll still be doing, I don't have to go to work tomorrow. I'll still be doing some work from home and stuff. But, like, just not having to get up and do the commute and and everything and being able to kind of kick back and have a little bit more free time. Uh, I'm excited for that. And especially, it's going to be, it's going to be weird because my one class got canceled tonight. My other class is now camping tomorrow. And then I have spring break next week. So it's like I'm gonna be out of class for like over two weeks and I, I just I don't know. I feel like I'm gonna get out of this whole like grad school mentality I'm in. So I'm a little little worried about that, I guess, but no, I'm uh overall it's good. Looking forward looking forward to some snow here uh, in the Philly area.
0: Woohoo. Yay weather. <laughs> <laughs> Sound more foods,
2: California
0: boys. Sound more foods. <laughs> oh no, we've just had it. Our weather has oh, just no, been. It rained a... today. Yeah, no, it, it's it... it's literally how it is. It got it cold today. Yeah, no, it... <laughs> I will say though, there was a week where we did get like nights where we went into the 30s. <laughs> like, egads. Like below freezing, which was you weird for California. Um, I was just inside, so I mean there wasn't really much. I didn't, I didn't do much of anything. I still went outside in shorts and was like, oh, it's a little cold. <laughs> Everyone else is like bundled up in huge giant sweaters and scarves, and I'm just in shorts and a t-shirt and flip flops, just going. Eh, this is nice. Good change of pace. Yeah. yeah. Instead of me sweating, I'm now just cold, which was a welcome change. There you go. But we are going right into the episode, because was there any news to speak of? Is that, is
2: that like, my, like, de facto job? Because <laughs> I didn't look it off.
1: Well, I mean, like I said, I mean, I know not to say that... You neither uh, of you are busy. You know, I know you're both busy, but I don't know. I just watched I was able to fit in the episode like a couple hours ago. So, I will not lie, at least news was not on my radar. Yeah, I
2: got I got home early and ate dinner and kind of forgot about the news aspect of it. I'll I'll try to look up anything because this is a professional podcast. So, I so
1: far have found nothing. There so, Again, I'm sure that, you know, this early into the season, they're kind of...
2: And, like, you can definitely find things, I'm sure, like, Entertainment Weekly and TV Line do their, like, spoiler things every week. Uh, So, if you want to find, like, teases on that, you can. Um, And then, obviously, too, uh, there are photos from the next two episodes released online, uh, which it's actually a two-part episode, episodes three and four. So, if you want some kind of teases for what to expect, I suggest you look there. The, oh God, what's, I believe the title of it is uh, Brainless in Seattle, um, part one and two. So, if you Google that, or even if you just Google like iZombie, season four, episode three, whatever, you know, uh, you'll be able to find it on there. We are trying to not dive too much into like, spoilers might be, but uh, I'll say this. It looks like it's going to be a fun episode next week, and uh, I'm pretty, pretty pumped for it. It looks like it's going to be a little something different. Um, but yeah, I'd say if anyone wants to find out any stuff, that's where they do it. But as far as like big casting news or anything else, I uh, I don't think there's anything out there.
0: Nah, haven't really seen much of anything from my quick two-second look. So... Let's just dive right into the episode, then, with Season 4, Episode 2, Blue Bloody. You know, Blue Bloods, but Blue Bloody, you
1: know. Sure. No? <laughs> no? <laughs> I'm not I sure. You about, are
2: you talking uh, about Blue Bloods, the CBS show? Like, I, I mean... Uh, no. And so it's mustache. Anyway. Yes,
0: it it made a guest appearance in this episode, just the mustache. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Wouldn't that be a wouldn't that be news? It would be be quite quite curious. So what was
2: the ex- episode actually about,
0: Sean? <laughs> oh. Li- rich bad mean lady gets hit in the face with a golf ball and dies. And we got to figure out what happened to her. Yeah. And, and Clive and Bosio <laughs> work on their relationship. I mean, that's really pretty much it.
1: You're you're leaving out the other relationship drama.
0: Oh, I mean, I feel like we would talk about that eventually, but yeah, if there's some... don't worry, Chris. <laughs> eventually,
1: we'll get to Angus and his relationship with God. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> So that's what I was. That's what I was most worried about.
2: Because you, know you know what my you know my favorite storyline from the seasons been, man. The zombie church. Oh, Steph, oh, so I'll give them this. At least they have it. The triple cross church. Like the name of it's spectacular. Like, yeah.
1: But everything else is just. Ah, uh, blah. We'll get to it, Dude, I
0: guess. So ridiculous Dude, to say the watch
1: least. Your, yeah, watch your mouth, Chris, because if you don't, thou shall be smited by thy divine hammer.
2: That uh, yeah, right. Yeah, the th- th- divine, yeah, the divine, divine hammer will will expose the dumb brains to the world to be consumed for nourishment. Or some dumb crap like that. <laughs> I right, it's just like... And now he's got the kids going to the church, too, man. It's just like the Catholics, starting them young. It's not right, anyway. But <laughs>
1: <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. Well, kidding. see, I think if we dive into the storyline of the church <laughs> on a deeper level, in parallel with the Fillmore Graves just willing to get soldiers at any young age... The same way Angus is. Are we is I Zombie trying to tell us that uh, religion children is war? Are future? <laughs> and war is religion? And <laughs>
0: this the, took a and turn the, I would not expect.
2: But please, please, the main question is are the children are the children really our future? Is what I wanna know.
1: <laughs> oh boy.
2: Uh, oh man. Uh, anyway, yeah, Sean, you want to you want to get
0: us back on track? <laughs> oh man, this went so off the rails, but somehow still pertaining to the episode, weirdly enough. So, oh, my God. That I like that theory, Blaze.
2: What? I <laughs> I really like that theory.
1: Yeah, I mean, I just my thing is kind of like so to get us into actual discussion, we might as well just get this part out of the way with that storyline for me. Right. It's just like, it feels just so disconnected and sort of out of left field for the character and everything. And the fact that they're continuing it, like, and my thing is, is like, we know, you know, Angus as a character. Right. And we know, um, his relation to, to Blaine and just like how those two, you know, it is like almost a familial, like trait of theirs to just be like schemers and uh and for for angus to be doing this whole like self-righteous thing and like but uh, like and and have him be so authentic about it i guess is what throws me off like it would be one thing if we knew from the start he was sort of like playing all these people and building his army and doing whatever and that still could be a factor down the road but right now it just feels so it's so weird
2: well the other thing is too if, it's, if he's playing them isn't this sort of just like a rehash of like amnesia playing exactly yeah and I, I i just don't i just don't need it yeah also also how the hell has like chase graves and Fillmore graves not like heard about these like murderous group of zombies that like took out all the brain dealers or in the night. you know
1: or how hasn't blaine you know the guy heard exactly or figured out that dino has just gone missing and uh oh yeah his father's not in the well anymore and you know he, he's also the one providing the like street level information to chase graves on a weekly basis
2: Exactly, especially too when they're going they're parading through the street yeah, handing yeah. with out a with a, bell, with a bell
1: with a bell a megaphone yeah, they're not and, being they're not being subtle about it oh oh, you know? and if you didn't hear about that um the church folk are also running rampant at night just killing people <laughs> in yeah, that's large what I'm groups. that's
2: Yeah, you literally just beating the crap out of them and then just busting their skulls open and just... Yikes. Yikes.
0: Ugh. Just another Monday night. No, I don't disagree. It... (laughs) Weird. This feels like something they would do in a final season just because they could. And I'm not saying that this is iZombie's final season, We'll let the ratings in the CW figure that, that crap out. But this is definitely like some f- tail end final season. Okay, um, throw it at the dartboard. Zombie church murders everyone. Got it. And there you go for plot. But it just doesn't make sense with how things are in order with mm-hmm. Fillmore Graves, and nothing's gone complete anarchy. Um, one sec. Sorry, my dog just ran off into one of my roommate's rooms. It's not her
2: room, so. All <laughs> oh, good. But, no, no, I, I agree with you. I, I even wrote, I wrote in my review last night that it feels like it's coming from a different type of show, this storyline. Um, and I also think I'm frustrated by the fact that, like, we've now had two straight episodes of Angus and an ending with him, too. And, like, this episode, I mean, we didn't even get any Peyton or Blaine. Yeah. And I'm just like, give me the characters I care more about.
1: <laughs> yeah
0: don't give us don't give us Angus put him back in the well just put him back
2: yeah. in the well I got I got nothing against him if he's gonna be playing like an interesting role
1: but like it's like at this rate I definitely appreciated him more as a supporting character not a yep. like series regular character and the fact that it almost feels like they're trying to force him on us because they gave him that series regular credit and where when it's only taking away from like you said Chris you know people, who are just to me more enjoyable because of the how established they've been in like Blaine characters like Blaine and Peyton, um yeah just it feels like an odd choice to me. <sighs>
0: it's not something you should be doing in season four of your show. Like, yeah. I
1: guess I now, just sit here and I yeah. wonder really like. Is this really like, was this really their plan the whole time when when they were thinking about in this whole decision to make Robert Nepper a season a series regular? Like, was this really the the plot they had thought out for him? But I don't know. We'll
0: see. It just <sighs> it now ticks into the continuing track record of fourth seasons of shows just being weird and, like, kind of out of place. Or, like, certain things just don't feel right, or, you know... And I just don't want this show to continue down that path. Because the A and B plot stuff is fine. Like, that stuff is great. The the mystery, the Bazio side plot with the relationship stuff, and even to that extent, the stuff going on at Fillmore Graves. But this just sort of br- brings the show down a bit, in my opinion. Because it's just more off the wall than iZombie is branded as. Mm-hmm. iZombie is a bit of an off the wall show, given its, you know, its premise, but mm-hmm. this just takes it way out of left field, jumps a shark, gets onto a rocket to the moon, and then just you know stays there.
2: And it's and it's also similar to what I said before about it not giving us time with like people like Paint and Blaine. It's yeah. also not it's also not giving us time with certain storylines that I think warrant more screen time. So while I enjoyed the uh major and live stuff last night, we have what? One scene of them sleeping together, one scene of them with breakfast, and then like the confrontation. And it's mm-hmm. like and then and then he's like, Oh yeah, we're not doing this anymore. And I kinda and I kinda wanna be like but but like we just found out that you guys yeah. were sleeping together what, twenty minutes yeah. ago? So why why should this matter to me? Mm-hmm. You haven't given you haven't given this any build up. If this had happened an episode or two later, or even if we had gotten introduced to them being like back together, not back together, but like sleeping together in episode one, it, it could have maybe meant something. And it still did mean something. The scene I still think ultimately works because of how good Rose MacIver and Robert Buckley are in it and because of the history of the characters. But for this season's storyline specifically, it left me wanting. I was like, you know, it, you get rid of the him throwing brains and crap, and give me an, another like, you know, an, another uh, conversation between Liv and and Major about the mm-hmm. um, about their like differences, sort of. Like, I loved.
1: Oh, sorry, go ahead. You're trying to say something, Bliss. I was just gonna say, I feel like this episode again. I guess um continuing off the the premiere, I feel like they are sort of cramming and rushing a lot of ideas just in general um, you know, like we touched on with the, the disconnection between um, you know how the zombie church like Angus's zombie church is just kind of, you know, doing its thing without anybody else noticing and then how yeah, last night, like, you were just discussing, Chris, with uh, Liv and Major, you know, there was, it it was out of nowhere that it was like, oh, hey, they're back together to some extent, um, and then by the end, they're breaking up already, and it was, like you said, there was sort of like, what, you know, how do you expect that to be impactful when... It's been, you know, they've been, it just kind of continues to be an on-again, off-again thing, and they haven't even done anything yet to make us care. And then I'll even go as far as, you know, as touching upon the the fact that, uh, I can't remember her name, but, like, the new zombie uh, soldier girl with Major, how, like, she, you know, scratches that guy. Yeah, her name's Jordan. Jordan, how she scratches that guy, right? And it's like, are you really telling me that Chase Graves is basically, like, in the first episode, talking about how he has this basically no BS policy, you know, and, like, doesn't want zombies scratching people. You know, he has the guillotine, yet he lets his soldiers all run around with no gloves on, knowing that something like this might happen. Um, There's just a lot of... I feel like everything, to me, is coming off as rushed right now Mm -hmm. and not that you know and not that i'm gonna be sit here and be nitpicky but you know i feel like more than um more than normal i'm noticing sort of these inconsistencies or things that feel just disconnected overall
2: no definitely i i agree with you there and at one point i just want to make real quick about that uh thing with jordan like I definitely think it will come into play later because you don't put you don't put a guy recording it on his phone in that scene if yeah. he's not gonna come back to bite them in the ass later but the um, but I agree with you the like again there wasn't like we never even got a follow up to that
1: scene mm-hmm. it's just like, like it know. literally just jumps to them major and um and you know his new squad um being dumped to like border duty essentially
2: Yeah, at the, at the checkpoint.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's just the show just is trying to do too much.
1: Right now, yeah. Um I mean, I think I don't know. I mean, like obviously it's a lot to change the landscape of your show in its fourth season like this. But the thing is is I didn't need it to, I don't need it, you know, they have a lot of good going on as well, and I don't I just don't want this show to feel like it needs to it doesn't need to do too much, you know, just uh like be i zombie and like to me no matter what, it's like uh, we've always been willing. Viewers of the show have always been willing to accept, you know, the weird and just the, the random and uh, and roll with it. And like these are, this is how this show and its setting functions and everything. So, uh, you know, I just, I think it's a shame because I just I want them to calm down a little bit.
0: <laughs> just just take it easy on the Max Rager.
1: <laughs> yes, exactly.
2: <laughs> To the just,
0: max. Just dial it back, just a couple notches, maybe leave the zombie church thing alone for a couple episodes, just don't even pay attention to it, come back to it in a couple episodes and be like, oh crap, we have to deal with this now.
2: Can, 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 can we also, because I, I do want to move, because I still, I mean, and I ultimately in my review gave this, uh, gave this episode a positive review, and ultimately I, I did really like it. Like, can I bring up one other negative I've had now of the past two weeks, mm-hmm. especially yeah. especially in this in last night's episode? Um, when did we like? When did Liv become so susceptible to the brain?
1: You know what I'm yes. saying? Yes. Like, I I miss I agree because I miss just normal Liv.
2: And it's like you don't even see her struggling. Mm-hmm. Until that conversation with Robbie, where she's like, I'm going to let this person's son die, and, and then that yes. leads to, that leads to a, one of my, and probably in my opinion, the best part of the episode, with mm-hmm. the, which is this whole new introduction of the human smuggling thing. Yeah, But, but, but yeah, like, even as funny as, like, some of the, the Dowager Brain moments were, like, I love when, like, she ca- called Clive Jesse Owens, and he... <laughs> He, he was like, uh, get, you know, like, we ain't going anywhere, Miss Daisy. Like, stuff like that. That back and forth was fun. And, and like, there, there's a lot of fun moments there um, throughout. Uh, but, like, I just, I don't want, and I, I'm glad that I can laugh at this show because it's one of my favorite things about the show, but I don't want character sacrificed for laughs. And I feel like, especially in this week's episode, that's what happened. And I think it's just kind of inconsistent, because even when, like, unless Liv really wants the brain to take over, she doesn't have to let it fully take over.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, It's like they're treating all these brains as if they were blue brains, because the blue brains, definitely, like, there's no way you're stopping, like, you're not controlling
1: it. Yeah, absolutely. For sure, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah. No, also,
2: I definitely I think, Oh, go
1: ahead, sorry. No, 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 please continue. Mine's a very uh, subtle side note I wanted to bring up to follow well, this with, but...
2: Well, the, I guess my last thing is this, it's like, I, I guess, in a, I think the reason it maybe bothered me last night so much, too, and, like, there was a point to it to an extent, I guess, but, like, Liv was just so horrible to everyone, um, and I don't know, and it, like, I just I like can't even point to any moments as to when like the real Liv showed up until three quarters of the way into the episode, um, and, and like and I think that's the thing is like the show's got to go back to finding that balance and even because like even something like as funny as a sight gag as like her like walking around with like the kind of like almost like arthritis and stuff that she had and things like that and why I think Rose did a great job, like take away those bits and give me, like, Liv, like, I don't know, like, f- fighting to help in the investigation. Um. Anyway, it's just, it's kind of me just hashing the same point, but I, I, I just think you can replace those little moments with little moments of Liv's actual character showing
1: through. Mm-hmm. Um, one other thing I just wanted to bring up. Has she, am I just... <laughs> And I'm going to look like a huge idiot if I just didn't pick up on this for four seasons. Has she always themed her her, um, brain recipes off of the brain? Because so far in this season, it was like... I thought it was a little strange because it's like very... And maybe because it's like she hasn't had the brain yet, but it's like, oh, like football fan, like I'm going to make wings. And like, oh, this one she makes the cocktail. And I was just like, has she always you know like it's it definitely hasn't been always but i think there's been times yes okay but i'm just surprised like two in a row kind of it like threw me off because normally it's i think it's
2: i i think too it's like there are really like i think also it it, it caters to it and sean i think i i'd like to see if you agree with me i think the reason why too is like it caters to it in these two episodes because like we closely associate like a food or a drink with, like, these types of brains, Mm -hmm. so with, like, yeah, like, with football, we associate wings. Yeah, no, they're definitely still awesome,
1: but I just didn't know, it felt, like, a little strange to me just because, like, she hasn't had the brain yet, so it's, like, oh, like, what puts her in the mood for wings, specifically, you know, whereas in the past, I feel like it's, like, oh, I'm gonna make, like, this food, and it's just a very, it's almost, like, you know, good old, like, (laughs) brain-tasty video. Yeah, 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 no, for sure. But, I, I just wanted to make sure I wasn't crazy and, like, this has been an every-episode <laughs> thing that I just didn't pick up on.
2: Oh, man, yeah. You didn't realize?
1: Yeah. You, like, yeah Four seasons yeah, right. in. <laughs> yeah, nah. nah, nah you're, you're...
0: And we didn't mention anything in our rewatches or anything. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> awkward.
1: But, um... why? I want to hear... What what some of the positives. What did you guys I want to get on to the positives about this episode?
0: I think just the mystery itself was kinda of fun. Of like how the murder happened and how it sort of evolved into Oh no, it's a golf ball cannon. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. Like at first when I saw the death at the very beginning I'm like wow that was a really hard drive and it made sense that it was a golf cannon afterwards but I'm still going but you made a cannon that shot golf balls for the intention of shooting gophers mm-hmm. and she didn't catch on to it at all yeah okay okay it, is she that, like, clueless into what her help was doing?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I think she probably just... I think she thought so little of them that she wouldn't have thought they would have had the, you know, the gall to kind of do something like this, you know? Um, I mean, there's that, too. Yeah, I think I think it's just like, yeah, they're my help, you know, that they're not gonna, you know, I don't have to worry about it. Um, not, but I agree with you, the... Mystery was definitely fun, um for sure. And if we're just talking about like absolutely fun things, not to completely switch tracks here, but like um because it partially springs from their kind of banter in the beginning at the investigation. Like I think Clive and Robbie in this episode were, were just so good together. Mm-hmm. Like they have that they have that banter at the beginning where like Robbie's like, Oh, it's like I don't think it was a gun kind of thing, you know. And like, Clive, Clive proves him wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, but obviously, we got we got to talk about, uh, you know, Clive Clive asking Ravi for uh, help with a issue of a <laughs> sexual nature.
1: Uh,
0: I like um, how he goes to Ravi for that.
2: Well, I just think, and I just, it's one of my favorite, like. Ravi moments, just like the the pure like giddiness and like excitement that uh, Rahul puts on his face in that, um, is just so funny. And then I I I like it too because it's like a, and then you even have like afterwards with like Liv saying like, wouldn't you rather stay in there mm-hmm. with Ravi and talk about your genitals, um. It's like, it it just was really good. And I thought it was kind of cool because we, we've seen Liv obviously struggle with this with Major back in season two, but she kind of like beat around the bush a little bit with Robbie about it too. But I like that Clive is just kind of like, all right, like not just man talk, but you're like also like, you're the scientist, like you're the, you're the M.E. Like if anyone could like tell me what to do here, like give me a pill or something, it'd be you. Um, and I just, I don't know, it just was so, it it just was so funny, um, and I just think their back and forth throughout this episode was nice, because we also don't see a lot of back and forth from, uh, Robbie and Clive too much.
0: No. Usually Liv is, like, directly involved with, within the banter, and Robbie's playing, like, Liv's playing the straight man to Robbie's Joker. Mm Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Clive's just standing there going, "Can we just get along with this? I've got a murder to solve."
2: Yeah, Clive also had that one good line too with like uh, about Liv when he's like, "Oh yeah, do you recognize my partner for murder? She wrote." And,
0: uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. that got me good.
2: Yeah, Cl- Cl- Clive was even throwing out the zingers last night. So uh-huh. yeah, I I think kind of just, and then. I guess going off of that, I'd be curious to hear what you guys think. Like, what do you guys think of this whole Ozio-Clive conflict? And do you actually think there's a way out of it?
1: I don't know. It's sort of... I mean, obviously we've discussed this for the longest time. But, uh, so, if, in my mind, I'm like, oh boy, this is, you know, this is going right, uh, right where we've been told it could go. But, uh, I don't know. Like, I. I. I feel like without getting really weirdly, like, sexual or something, you know, or, like, going down some weird rabbit hole, like, no. The show has not presented us with any way out of this. Unless, uh, you know, like, the only thing would be if, uh, again, there was any, you know, like, Robbie could somehow. Get Basio to have take you know taken some type of the cure the cure that he took. That's and that's what I was thinking. If there was some, and which I guess I don't even know if we know with I I would also say with how things have even. With how things have jumped, you know, with certain things like randomly seeing, like, Liv and Major together and whatnot. We don't even know sort of where Robbie stands with all of that and, like, what's happened. So I guess that's the only thing I thought of in terms of how they could get out of it. But, yeah, who knows? Otherwise, I I do not think they have come up with anything.
0: Yeah, without sort of introducing polyamory in the situation here them finding fulfilling their needs with other people there really isn't much to do
1: Mm -hmm.
0: other than create proto-cure number two and turn Bozio into a were-zombie
1: at first, I honestly, with how the episode opened with them, I thought that it was, um, I kind of thought it was implying that they might have already been, uh, or like confirmed that they might have already been exploring uh, the open relationship idea. Just because of how she's like, oh, you know, like I can tell like you're not happy, you know, like wh- however she opens up where it's just like, oh, I can tell like, you know, you're like uncomfortable or like this didn't make you happy. And she's like, yeah. yeah, talk about it. And I was like, oh, crap, like this already are they really just, <laughs> you know, jumping right into this? Um, but yeah, I I agree. I think that, you know, where zombie is best case scenario right now.
0: And Why... I love how no one else has used that term yet. <laughs> so I feel very proud of myself <laughs> for coming up with
1: that. <laughs> what do you think of it all, Chris?
2: Yeah, kind of on the same page with you guys, like, the the cure was my only thought, because otherwise, like, we've seen how this has played out, like, it led to, like, Major and Liv breaking up, and, like, not in the best of ways either, and I don't want that for Bosio and Clive, like, even if they they are gonna break up, I'd rather it be, like, a, like, on good terms breakup, you know? Uh... And I don't know. I just can't see that happen happening if this is like if if this physical intimacy is the problem. Um, but I do want to say, man, like kudos to Clive for just being like, yeah, like I'm gonna t- try to like find a you know anti-anxiety meds. Like I'm gonna do whatever I can to like and like you know I understand and it's not good that he was like hiding it from.
1: But uh, yeah, it also but, like, to me it was like him sort of. Uh it was putting their relationship above himself because, because by the fact that, you know, like he is repressing his own, he is willing to on his own, go out and seek medication to try and repress his own sexual libido and everything. And his desire for, you know, uh, intimacy, physical intimacy. Um, yeah, I was like, yeah, you know, it's like, he, the fact that he would go down that road and everything, and be willing to just even go for it, um, I thought that was very cool. Cause I agree, I think it showed a
2: hundred percent. And I love that Bazzi literally just like, yeah, no, like I'm not letting you do this. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I just love, man. They're just so freaking great together, and mm-hmm. just like, and I, I hope. I mean, conflict aside, I hope we get to see more of them. Like. Happy too at some points because you know, getting to see them reunite last season was one of the best best parts of last season, and I, I want some happy Clive and Bosio before we.
1: What if um, before. so because again, we don't know. You know, let's uh let's presume that this would be the show's last season, right? Would you be? How I, would don't, you f-
2: I don't. I don't want to presume that, place.
1: I mean, I don't, I I don't either, but place. I was just gonna have fun with it. Yeah. No, I got you. But I was going to say, like, what it, do you think that um, if it came down to it, like, Clive would be willing to turn into a zombie? Because living life with Bazio in any type of a state would be better than not getting to fully experience life without her or, like, with her?
2: Hmm.
0: I know, I mean, like, I I know,
1: Christopher, I know you don't want to see, I know that's the last thing you'd want to see, which is why I was initially presenting the idea as a, like...
2: Well, I just don't think, I just think it goes against Clive's character. Like, even, even the end of season two, you know, when he has that chance, it's like, hey, you can live, you know, I scratch you, and you'll be
1: fine, and he's just like, and nah. He's like, no, no, no. He's like... Yeah, but now there's a... Potentially the love of his life coming into play.
2: Yeah, but I just still don't. I don't. I don't. I think that betrays part 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 of Clive's character if he gives up his humanity. That's true. That, that's my that's my opinion. I think I think Clive values his humanity too much. Obviously, he like he he doesn't look look down on zombies in any way. I mean, Liz's one of his best friends and Dale's his girlfriend. But like, yeah, nah, I I, I uh. I can't picture that. I can't picture that being done in a satisfying way. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Sean, thoughts?
0: I don't want Clive to be a zombie.
1: I agree. I don't want him to. That's all I, I
0: said. That's all I'm going to say on that.
1: I guess I just personally like more than anything want. <laughs> I mean, I know you guys. I'm not saying not. I know everybody wants like him and Bosio to just be you know happily ever after basically I'm just like, it's it's such a shame to me like are there, more than anything and I think like you know most characters it's just yeah I don't know I like
2: I, think I just the want, issue I think is,
1: Clive like deserves it
2: I think the issue is too um and I saw someone point this out on uh on a on a review I was reading of the episode um that the issue, right? Uh, one of the issues with iZombie is the writers, at, at least as of right now, can't seem to write like interesting, happy couples. Um, you know, like, mm-hmm. so it's, it's like, okay, well, li- obviously, Live and Major are the clearest examples, and we can, we can, you know, get, maybe get to to the whole smuggling thing in a second after this. But, um, the like they've never been happy. They've never been able to be on the same page and like that's um and even now too, like they just they just can't let them be happy, even though like they're both zombies now, even though they could make it work. They have them being such different <clears throat> people. Um same thing with now Basio and, and Clive. It's like the again, like they love each other, it's clear they're like the right people for each other, but now they have this um you know, the zombie human problem that is causing issues. And then you've got, uh, Peyton and, uh, Ravi as well. You we had that BS love triangle last season. Yeah. And, uh, and all this other stuff. So like, I don't know. I think the show needs to trust in the fact that its characters are compelling enough that even if you get them together and be happy, like we're still, we're still going to want to watch that.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I absolutely agree. And now
0: now we have Peyton dating that guy who eats flounder. And, you know, don't really care too much about him. I don't even remember what his name is. Exactly. Like, he's unforgettable with how boring... Well, no, he's forgettable. My bad. He's unremarkable. <laughs> See, I'm getting my words mixed up. I can't English today. Um, He's unremarkable. He just he's now just going to be remembered as the guy who ordered flounder at a steak joint.
2: (laughs) At a a brain joint. Um.
0: (laughs) Really, yeah. Like, the steak Uh, makes sense, but, like, flounder? Really?
2: And we know he's he's also a lawyer. That's about the only other thing we know about. So, yeah. Uh. Um... You guys want to touch on, uh, the, the human smuggling and the, the whole checkpoint scene. And then
1: also, uh, was it Mama Leone? Is that her name? I believe it is. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. that's pretty interesting development. I think that's probably the most fascinating thing we've, uh, been given this season. Cause I think it's the first, uh, very serious and major plot line so far in terms of, like, where the season's going to go as a whole. Um, and just the idea, overall idea that, I mean, we knew that these types of things were going to come into play with this idea of, you know, Seattle, New Seattle, and, uh, and you know, they've they've obviously, to an extent, in the first episode, they established the idea that, so many kids are sort of left homeless or just left, uh, you know, to fend for themselves. As even with the, um, you know, the investigation in the first episode being between, you know, being a familial dispute, essentially, um, I I feel like they really are going to try to hammer home this idea of, um, I don't know, I think, I, I mean, the idea of having the right to sort of be with your family and handle this your own way. And I'm very interested.
2: Yeah, it's, it's, it's a rough,
1: it's a zombie
2: human refugee crisis. Yeah. Um, You know, with families being torn apart by this border and, You know, people wanted to come in, people wanted to get out. Obviously, uh, like,
1: I don't, you know, I don't ever want to dive into uh, or tie things to actual politics, but uh, I think this season uh, is going to be all about the wall.
2: Yeah, exactly. I just, but but my question is, did Mexico pay for it? That's all I want to know. Uh,
1: (laughs) Yes, Mexico paid for the wall in (laughs) Seattle. (laughs) Um,
2: yeah, no, I, I agree with you though about it being the most interesting development because it's like, we're now seeing, like you said with last week and now this week, these like, uh, these real life kind of faces apply to this, this bigger issue that we've heard about and it's making it more of a personal issue, you know? And, um, I, what I find really interesting is that, uh, Mama Leon, or like the Renegade or whatever as they called her. She tells Robbie and Liv that they've met before yep, too. That's, yeah. Which I was like, whoa. But like she said she's supposed to be forgettable, unlike Flounder Guy. She's supposed to be forgettable. <laughs> uh, and uh but but yeah, so I'm very curious what that backstory is gonna be there. And then even more so too, I'm really curious again about making this all personal. This, to me, you know, major letting them go, mm-hmm. but then their, his conversation with Liv afterwards, it's says they're, they're on a collision course right now, Yeah. The two of them. And, because Liv, Liv's still living by the old rules of being a zombie, of not really having to answer to anyone, of doing what she thinks is best for zombies, mm-hmm. for humans, for whomever. And she she's not she's not worrying about what Chase Graves thinks or what uh, Baracus you know the mayor thinks. And I uh, I don't know that's gonna I I would not be surprised if at some point this season we see Major uh, take Liv to a Fillmore Graves jail hmm. and like and like try to cuff her or something like I I could see that happening. And what really cut me like what really cut me to the core was that. Comment where she's like essentially like the old major would have been like would have been trying to help us not stop us. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm curious especially, if we're going to get especially because they
1: touch on you know reconnecting with like oh major you you know good with kids like you always ran the uh... yeah the counselor thing and that's yeah. what I was
2: going to say like are these going to like two storylines going to connect in that way where like because of Uh, major, like, mentoring these new recruits, is that going to make him more, like, empathetic to this refugee cause, and is it also, or is he just going to be, like, more, even more militant with them now after, like, the incident we saw? Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know, it could go one of either way, it could go either way, and and I'm, I'm really curious, but I think this definitely, more so than any. Anything even we saw last week, and we and we were obviously introduced to a lot of new stuff last week with New Seattle. This is the most compelling new development we've gotten so far this season. Mm-hmm. The most compelling and the most compelling new character, and the fact that she, you know, has like a, a tie-in with our two favorite, you know, medical examiners. I think that makes it even more exciting.
1: Yeah, I definitely agree.
2: Sean? Yes. Any, any thoughts?
0: No. No thoughts. I was just listening. Fair enough. <laughs> just taking it all in. Because you know, I'm in agreeance with you. It's Interesting it's probably by far the most interesting thing so far this season. Um, And I really hope that there are some consequences for Liv, for her just sort of doing whatever she does. Because Fillmore Graves is in control here. This ain't old Seattle, after all. Yes. New Seattle, where you can't just walk into a zombie speakeasy and point a gun at a suspected murderer's forehead while he's spouting Shakespearean English
1: off. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh
2: yeah, it's it's definitely uh it's definitely interesting in that or or yeah. Um but uh but yeah, I uh I'm I'm really curious to see how this all how this all plays out, um. Yeah, I guess. Does anyone else have any like any other thoughts on the episode? Things we haven't touched upon, or oh, I, I actually, real quick, I do. I just it's one it's one like again one funny moment that again, cause I want to point out like again the if I keep saying like again, Jesus Christ, uh, the positives from this episode. Uh, what? when Major and Liv do sleep together, and she says she's going to, gi- like, give him the Lonnie Anderson, mm-hmm. and then the next morning, Major's cooking breakfast, Liv, the Lon- Lonnie Anderson. That was a next-level maneuver, and that, that was another one of those, like, scenes where I was, like, dying. I thought that was another great little comedic bit. And, see, that that, like, that works with her, like, Again, that works with her on the brain, like, oh, I'm going to try something new in the bedroom. Or, like, you know, this old whatever. I did not Google search what Alani Anderson was. I didn't Urban Dictionary it. I don't really want to know. <laughs> um, <laughs> if it somehow is real. But, uh, but yeah, I, I thought that was another great little comedic moment. Um, and uh, and especially in an episode where, you know, we, we're, we're getting a lot of heavy stuff, especially right near the end, I think... You know, comedic moments like that or Ravi and, and Clive's kind of awkward awkward talk. Um, those really those really stood as highlights. And I think overall, too, this last thing I'll say is that what this episode, why I enjoyed this episode more than the premiere, despite its flaws, was this gave me the personal stories I wanted in the premiere. This mm-hmm. gave me you know, you know, live, kind of finding herself as this revolutionary in a way Liv struggling with her conflicts with major clive trying to figure things out with Bosio um this gave me that like those those types of stories that i i, I like to see for my zombie even more so than entertaining case you know um so yeah that's those are my final thoughts on the episode
1: Your. <laughs> no, I mean I have nothing else to add.
2: <laughs> I know. Just like... All right. Uh, also, speaking of thoughts, real quick, before we go into anything else, uh, I do want to quickly give a shout out to uh, at the storm within on Twitter, and that is what uh, her name is, as well as the storm within. And maybe we can, if anyone wants to kind of react to what she said, she responded to our, uh, you know, our tweet last night about uh, what what her thoughts were on the episode. And uh, she says, uh, Tonight's Zombie had the blend of humor and heartbreak. Liv's mannerisms and snobby attitude were a hoot. And when Liv returned to herself, she was so determined to save the little boy's life. Enjoy how we discovered Liv's in, live in relationships uh, Lip and Major's relationship, and bummed that they broke up. Um, yeah, and I think too, like, I'd agree with her about that determination to save the boy's life. Like, that's the live we know and love, mm-hmm. and that was really great to see for sure. Yeah. So yeah, I just I just want to give a again thank you to uh, the Storm Within on Twitter for sending that in, and as always, guys, you know we uh, we try to post that tweet every night. Uh, we'd love to hear your fee- feedback. We want to share it on the show, um, and a lot of times, as 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 you can tell from what we said this episode, we agree with what you said, and uh, and no matter what, whether we agree, disagree, if it's something we haven't even thought of, uh, we want to hear from you. So when you see that tweet, we'll always be pinned the night of the uh, the episode. Uh, right back, right back to us. Let us know what your uh, what your thoughts on it were as well, so we can read it here on the podcast. Um... But yeah, I think that's that's gonna about do about do it for us. So, Mr. H- Mr. Host, Mr. Sean, I give it back to you.
0: Okay, um, this is where we usually plug our shenanigans, correct? It can be. <laughs> it it can be. Oh gosh, so many options. Um, so I guess we'll just go straight into our plugs then. Um. Throwing it back to Chris, where can we find you on the interwebs?
2: Yeah, as always guys, you can find me on Twitter, at Seakinger13. That's where you'll see everything I'm doing. uh, Writing, podcasting, and other dumb stuff. Uh, Right now I've got reviews for iZombie. Uh, Riverdale's back this week. I'll have a review of that. And to Arrow. Uh, And then in uh, April, I will have a new Girl reviews and Supergirl when that comes back on. So, yeah, I'm always doing writing. Uh, be sure to check it out. And, uh, as always, I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. And Mr.
1: Blaze Hopkins. Oh, Where yeah. Can you, you can find me on Twitter, at Blaze Hopkins. Um, should be doing a Flash review um, tonight, getting caught up with those. So, uh, look for that. Yeah. Um, Otherwise, hoping to also this week or next week knock out uh, some comic convo and discuss Black Panther and whatnot um, and some comics news that has happened, which you can uh, check out at comic underscore convo on Twitter. Otherwise, uh, Riverdale and Supergirl, um, you know, as they get back into the flow of things, flipping off with those with Chris. So check them out.
0: Alrighty, and find me at Snarky on Twitter. Um then my name on Twitter is irrelevant at the moment. The one like the display name, it'll make sense in about 4 months, uh 4 or 5 months. Um <laughs> um I host two other podcasts. One what
2: the hell about is this name? What the hell
0: is this name? <laughs> ex- I'll tell you I'll tell you afterwards. I'm not going to ruin the secret now.
2: Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, Sorry.
0: I host a podcast where we just rewatch Psych and we talk about it. I mean, it's a Psych rewatch podcast uh, called Delicious Flavor, and uh, I host a superhero all-inclusive superhero show called the Geekishly Toku Podcast. It includes, well power rangers and everything else you see on television superhero or not um find all that stuff in my twitter bio of course and my uh occasional articles on the marvel report where i talk about avengers academy and funko pops i might go write an article about how i'm angry about Yandu. who knows we'll see um but yeah you can find this podcast on twitter at iZombie Radio or on Facebook. Uh, just search up iZombie Radio. We are the only iZombie Radio out there. Uh, or iZombieRadio.com, which has all of our episodes listed there. Um, please be sure to rate and review us on your podcasting app of choice. Uh, we appreciate any sort of feedback you give us. If I say like a lot because I am from California, let me know. I'm trying to work on that.
2: Uh, like, it, like, it, like it's hard? Yeah. Yeah. Kay. Quite. Uh,
0: or, of any run, of, sorry. <laughs> or any other bit of feedback um, you guys have for us. Um, we are also part of the DC TV podcast network, which if it's a DC show, we more than likely have a podcast about it, unless you're Gotham but that's a whole different can of worms. Uh, just DC TV podcasts, you know, there's the mega feed, which has everything. There's the website, which has everything. There's the Twitter account, which retweets everything. Just if you like superheroes, you'll like that stuff. And with that, that wraps up our coverage of episode two of season four, blue bloody. Um, Trying to pull up next week's episode title, if we even have one. Oh, wait, we do, because it's a two-parter.
2: Brainless in part Seattle. One.
0: It is part one of our two-parter, Brainless in Seattle. So, should be fun. Two-part episodes can be fun. Maybe less meddling from the zombie church. Who knows? We'll see. But be sure. Sh- Same Zom time, same Zom channel. Yes, I did just say that. Have a good night, folks.